Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Okay, well, we'll do a five, six, seven, eight because we're so good at it. We are so good at it. Ready? Welcome to the first episode of Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We have a lot to reconsider. I know. I love this. I'm so excited. It feels I like know. a radio show. I know. Welcome, welcome. I wish we had a theme song. We sort of do, but I, know, I mean, we just for do. Gilmore to Consider. I know. Yeah, maybe we'll come up with one. Should we sing one now? <laughs> no, I'm not ready. If you're out on the road. Oh, wow. Okay. No, <laughs> I think that's copyright infringement. Call our voicemail and we'll say more. Yeah, so we we have a hotline now, which a bunch of you have called into, and we're so excited to share some of these voicemails that you've left for us. For those of you who have not yet called in and want to, write this number down, grab a pen and paper, put it in your phone. Our phone number is 860 578 
4653. Oh my gosh, put us in as a contact. Yes. Tara and Haley. Tara and Love Haley. It. But give us a call. We are so excited that we have a little hotline now and we can hear I your know. voices and you can talk back to us. It's been so fun to listen to. That was my favorite part is like hearing people call in who listen and getting to hear their voices. I know. My personal favorite was my future sister-in-law called in and Mandy was like, it's so creepy that she doesn't know what my voice sounds like, but I could pick her voice out of a crowd. <laughs> I had a feeling it was her because she was like, you guys, guess who it is? And I was like, this has to be Mandy. Yeah. But I didn't know. <laughs> She's our biggest fan. Oh, it was very sweet. It was magical. The funniest part of this to me is the transcript to the voicemail that comes in because there was one that like I freaked out so much when I sent this to you because the transcript read, I'm high. And I was like, oh my God, are people like calling while they're like inebriated into our podcast? I'm so excited. I want to be a Gilmore Girls drunk voicemail hotline. Like that's all I could want. And then when I listened to it, it was, um, hi. And I was like, no. Uh, Yeah. These transcripts are really, they're really misleading. A lot of them call you Taryn because it's Tara and Haley. Yeah. So it looks like it says Tara and Haley, but my favorite. (laughs) Hi, John. Haley. (laughs) I just love because I was like John. No, oh, I didn't know he was here. And then you listen, and it's like you're like, yeah, no, that said, they said Tara. So Google Voice transcripts are really crushing it. Same with um one of the ones that we're gonna play today. She said Rory and Jess, and it said Rory Jazz relationship. Yes, we like, love a Rory Jazz relationship. Jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> So today we're going to play three besties who called in with their thoughts and things that we might want to consider more of that either we talked about on the pod or things that think that maybe we overlooked in our opinions. Let's get into it. This first caller, probably one of my favorite voicemails I got because it was one of the first ones that we got. Yeah. And it like, honestly, I almost like teared up. I got emotional. I was like, oh, this is so fun. We were very grateful to bestie Annie who called in. Hi, Tara. Hi, Haley. This is your bestie, Annie, and I'll make this as quick as possible. One of my favorite relationships in the show is the Luke-Jess relationship, and I've heard it said before that the fandom only really started comparing the Rory-Jess relationship to the Lorelai-Luke relationship after a year in a life, but there is this one piece of evidence that I've always been really fascinated by, and it's this. At the end of Let the Games Begin and at the end of A Messenger, Nothing More, there are these two awesome scenes. In the former, Jess leaves the diner, making an excuse that he has to get a part for his car. Rory quickly follows, making an excuse so that they can, of course, meet up for their first kiss since their relationship officially began. Back at the diner, Lorelai informs an ignorant Luke that Rory and Jess are, in fact, together in that moment. Now, jump to a messenger, nothing more. Luke pulls a Jess. He makes up an errand so that he and Lorelai can meet outside of the diner. Lorelai does the same. They meet up for their first almost kiss, and uh, since their relationship started, that is. Whether you see this as a direct connection between the two relationships or not, um, or just something that Luke picked up from his sly nephew, I think the scenes are so much better when uh, when uh, thought of together. Uh, And also bonus points for the fact that both of the diner scenes take place at the same table, and that Luke and Jess are both sort of randomly holding cigarettes when their Gilmore girls find them. I'd love to hear what you had to say about that. Oh my god! First of all, hi Annie. We're so glad you're here. This was like so concise. Like the thought process that went into this, Annie. So thank you well so much. Thought we out. love this. 
so much. Also, never noticed. Me either. I've never noticed that before. This was something she pointed out that I had never noticed. And the cigarettes? Blew my mind. Genius. And the fact that they were at the same table. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. It's the cigarettes to me. Yes. For some reason, that's what gets me. I know. So then I guess the question is, it's like what she mentioned before, is that something that we've even talked about, is that no one really started comparing Luke and Jess to each other until a year in the life. And I feel like no spark heart and yes about this in the sense that it's like I don't feel like it's necessarily this is not necessarily implying that Jess is Rory's Luke but I do think that it is like definitely a parallel between Jess and Luke oh yeah in their relationships with their Gilmore girls but I have to say I never really started comparing Jess and Luke to each other until the revival yeah I I am one of those people that never really thought about it until I felt like Amy sort of set it up for us a little bit. Yeah. And I know that we've had our gripes about whether or not she actually intentionally set it up to be that way. But like, I never thought of it that way. And especially not that early on because like Luke and Lorelai hadn't even really officially gotten together yet. What was their first kiss after they had gotten together? Oh, great question. I literally always skip the beginning of season five. I do too. But I guess we don't really see it until written in the stars, right? Because they almost kiss at the end of A Messenger Nothing More and episode three is written in the stars. Right. Or do they kiss in A Messenger Nothing More? I was about to say, do they kiss in that episode? Which is the episode where she comes downstairs just like, I think everyone knows. That's written in the stars. Right. I always just fast forward to the Logan scenes in that one. I have no doubt in my mind that you do. (laughs) You silly goose. Oh, but I love that, Annie. A parallel that neither one of us had ever thought of before. I know. Especially the parallel queen here. I know. I don't notice the Jess ones as much, admittedly, if you've noticed most of my parallels involve Mr. Logan Huntsberger. So I'm glad that this one was pointed out to us. I just, I can't get over the cigarettes. I know. Because like, I could... I could see it being like a throwaway if like, you know, they left to like do a random errand from the diner like Jess and Rory had like whatever. But it's the that Jess has a cigarette that he doesn't smoke and then Luke buys cigarettes and he does not smoke at all. Yes. I love it. Oh, I do think it is highlighting a little bit that like we always knew that Jess is like Luke. Yeah. And I like that maybe a little bit Luke is like Jess. Mm. I love it. Thanks, Annie. This one was great. We love Annie. So this next one is a little more recent. It's from Marissa from Richmond, Virginia. Bestie Marissa. Marissa poses an interesting question, one that we talk about on our Patreon episode from last week. Yeah. Hey, girlies. Uh, Marissa here calling from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I think the question burning on everybody's mind here is obviously – how much was in the secret envelopes of money that Richard would pull from the inside of his sport coat at graduations, birthdays? Um, how much was it? Hundreds? Thousands? Let me know what you guys think. A great question. And you want to know what? Brett actually asked me the same thing when we watched Did the he? Rory's birthday episode. Yep. He was like, how much money do you think he gave her? Because he gave her the birthday party at the Gilmore's. Mm-hmm. Gave it to her at the birthday party at Lorelai's house. And then we see this happen other times. Like Lorelai's graduation, she gets an envelope of like a check or cash or yeah. however Richard uh, disperses his wealth. His funds. Yeah. yeah. How much do you think? Like, what do you think is a reasonable amount from Richard Gilmore? I would say like $500. Oh, okay. What do you think? I think that for like Lorelai's graduation, he gave her $3,000. Okay. Also possible. I'm just also thinking about the year 2000. Yeah. I think that with Rory, it was less. Oh, yeah. With Rory, I was thinking like $500. I think he gave her like 500 at his house and 500 at the Gilmore's. Yeah. So like totaling to like $1,000 for Fez, which is 
so much money to give someone on their birthday. Insane. At 16 years old, if somebody gave me $500, what would you have done with it? Would you have saved it for Fez where she never went? No, (laughs) I spent it on clothes. I worked right next to a TJ Maxx and it took all of my money. Yeah. For some reason, every time I saw him give that envelope to Lorelai in, I guess, end of season two, I was always like, that's $3,000. Wow. I don't know why. It's just, that was always like in my mind. That's, I just automatically knew that it was $3,000. There's no reason I should think that, but I always thought that because I felt like it was like he never went to like a, you know, high school graduation for her, college graduation. Mm. I just feel like it was enough that it was like an extreme amount of money, but not so much that it was like, it wasn't like 10000 Right. It just, three was like, felt like the, the safe spot for like extravagance. I understand. So I just said three. I don't know why like thousands never hit me. I, I think it's hundreds, but maybe for like a college graduation or a high school graduation for um, Rory slash Lorelai. Well, they gave Rory a car for her high school graduation. But then doesn't he pull out an envelope? No? Oh, In Those yeah. Are Strings Pinocchio? I can't remember. I want to say he does. Oh, I can't remember. It's just something about it that I feel like it breaches the thousand. Because like for Lorelai's birthday, she gets what? $75,000? 75, $75,000. 75, get me a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know is because of his investment. So like it's of not course. so much like he is like giving it from his own pocket. But I, I think that maybe he's like a little bit proud of her, you know? Yeah. The way that Richard Gilmore and Emily Gilmore subsequently have only ever been able to show love to Lorelai is through money. Yeah. So I think the higher the amount, the more that she might feel like they are recognizing her achievement. So maybe it starts small and then we just get increasingly larger as the series unfolds. It just gets bigger and bigger. With the conflict (laughs) and the love. Anyway, Marissa, that was an amazing question to ask because I think a lot of people wonder that. Yeah. We'll have to put that on our stories because I want to know what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Or if you think 3,000 was way too much. I think it's respectable. This one is from an anonymous bestie. They did not leave their name. But the transcript of this one made me laugh because Lorelai is translated as Laura Lyon. Yes. Because <laughs> it's supposed to say Laura Lyon Luke, yeah. but it says Laura Lyon. Love it. Okay, here's my hot take. Laura Lyon Luke could just never be friends. Either they were going to be flirt friends with being single on their own, or they were going to be together because no one would really accept how their friendship is. And I did hear this interesting thing once that I sticks with me is that you are never really someone's friend if you're ever willing to sleep with them or wanting to sleep with them. And in the end, I feel like given the right circumstances, both of them would want to sleep with each other, which means they were never friends. Hmm. What do you think? Oh my gosh. I mean, she's not wrong. I've never heard that before, but like, I friends with benefits. Like, there's no way that like someone doesn't have some sort of feels behind it. For sure. Some people can do that, but like, if you're actually friends with someone and there is this level of like you wanting to take the friendship beyond that from either of you, I don't think you can just be friends. Mm. I love the idea of them being flirt friends. I know. I've never heard that phrase before. But I, and I think that we sort of spoke to this a little bit on the podcast about how I don't know if the writers, gave them the space to ever really be friends yeah and then if you know you want to talk about it from a story perspective I don't think the town ever allowed them the space and the grace to be just friends or even Emily 
in Rory's birthday party that we just talked about on Patreon. Yeah. She's instantly like, you like that the Iceman likes you. He looked at you like you were going to give him a lap dance. So like the town, her family, all these sorts of people were never giving them the chance to be friends. But like, I don't think that they would have ever wanted to be friends. Yeah. The other thing that here that they speak to our anonymous bestie is that no one else would have accepted their friendship which Mm. is what we were talking about in the pod is that like when Lorelai was with Max and Luke would have been with Rachel their friendships that they had probably wouldn't have existed in the way that it did definitely not it would have made their partners uncomfortable it would have made me uncomfortable as someone's partner and especially given how like Rachel reacted to the fact that like there's another girl in your life and it's Lorelai is there someone in your life that you've been like we are friends but we both want to sleep with each other and the friendship has remained hmm that's a great question Or, or do you think you could do you think you could just see that person as a friend I off the top of my head I can't think of someone where it wasn't acted upon at least once yeah maybe not sleeping with them but just like I don't know, smooching them. Smooching them. I don't know. I think that's really challenging. And I speak on that as somebody who had a friend last year where those feels were totally there and we tried to keep them at bay and now he is my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I didn't want to bring him up by name if you did want to bring him up, but I was like, so you tried to be friends. So I tried to be friends with a man and now he is my man. So He's your man friend. He is. And it's it's one of those situations where like if he and I had had what we had and didn't end up being together and then I was with somebody else I could understand that person being very uncomfortable with our friendship yeah because when you have a magnetic pull with someone even if it's weak like but it still exists yeah there's always that kind of like antenna of like is this gonna happen I would feel that way as a partner and that's really hard because this isn't a person that your partner has dated yeah so it's like you can't point to it and be like you guys dated and it makes me uncomfortable when it's an ex like when it's a definitive ex it's easier for you to make your case of like you've dated this person when it's someone where that energy is just there which is why it was such a big deal that Rachel left Mm -hmm. because she was just like there's another girl for you and it's not me and you go fix her porch every morning so like and at the same time Max was picking up on it and instead of leaving he ran at Lorelai yeah with a ring (laughs) but actually no just with a bunch of daisies no ring there was no ring well I mean it took a while and then it didn't fit but but both of those characters picked up on that yeah they were never gonna just be friends I don't think so yeah so I agree with this person that I don't think there was ever room for the two of them to be just friends yeah I don't think so either I don't think that was in the cards for their friendship that was not written in the stars if you will (laughs) Mm. and you know what my favorite movie is When Harry Met Sally Mm. and for those of you who have not seen it Billy Crystal's character tells Meg Ryan very early on that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way and that's kind of what this caller's question reminded me of because you know at the end of the movie not to spoil it for anybody but meg ryan and billy crystal it's a romance it's a it's a romance there's no spoilers in a romance hey it was originally not supposed to end that way it was originally supposed to end with them not being together so you never know but they do end up together because they become the best of friends but regardless like even though when they first met each other there wasn't necessarily any attraction there there was something and they end up being friends and then they end up being attracted to each other so like it's a very unavoidable thing yeah you should read um people we meet on vacation by Emily Henry because she was inspired to like write a friends to lovers sort of book based on when Harry met Sally but she did a podcast recently where she said she was raised on Nora Ephron and Gilmore Girls Uh, so I feel like if you need like a friends to lovers when Harry met Sally Gilmore Girls vibe then you should read people we meet on vacation by Emily Henry I love I will But anyway, I loved this question, Anonymous Bestie. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. We have one more to play because I think (laughs) it's important for Haley. It's so important. 
Team Logan. <laughs> That's it. Did that make your heart happy? When I saw that, because we get like emails with like the transcript that like come up in my notifications. So I was like, there has to be more. Nope. It was just that. It was just that. And then a brisk hang up. That was it. That was all we needed. That's why we made this hotline for people to call into our voicemail to shoot us with straight facts. <laughs> I love it. I loved it so much. So that's our first episode of Gilmore to Consider. Those are all the things we considered today. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel like there's a lot of things that we can consider of things that we mentioned in episodes if you want to call in and have us reconsider things. If you think that our opinions are no sparkly heart and you want to tell us why, give us a call. Or if you would like to call in and give us your unpopular opinions about the show. Ooh, I love an unpopular opinion. I would love a hot take. I just posted on TikTok my hot take that Logan Huntsberger should have died rather than um, ended in a proposal. I saw that. So I would love to hear your hot takes about this show and we will consider them maybe in our next episode. And if you want to call in, our number is 860-578-4653. Add us as a contact, Tara and Haley. Until next time. Until next time. How do, how do you end a radio show? Um...